You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. Happy Sunday, everyone. I'm Laura Bellata from Single in the City, and you're tuned in to The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. Unfortunately, this week, Santa Carusi cannot be with us. She's living La Vida Loca somewhere down south. I'm not sure where. Um, she's incognito. Well, I hope she's having a great time, but... We have the wonderful, my co-host today is the wonderful Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives of Toronto. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know what? You're very welcome. Yeah, we're, I'm so excited that you're here today. And uh, this week we're talking about long distance relationships and being in a relationship with someone who travels often. Uh, long distance relationships are on the rise and they can be very tough for some people. So I decided to reach out to my friend Hanya Kazemchuk. She's a philanthropist who started the charity Hanya's Hope. Uh, she is currently in a long distance relationship. I myself uh, was in a long distance relationship for two years and Joan has not been in one, but she can speak on being married to someone who travels a lot and it's, it's like she's living a long distance relationship at times. Yeah. Well, luck, uh, welcome my lovely ladies. Thank and, you. And uh, I want to start with Hanya. Like, first of all, uh, this charity of yours, let's talk briefly about that. What's that all about, Hanya's Hope? So Hanya's Hope is really, and hi everybody, and thank you for having me, Laura. Um, Hanya's Hope is really about uh, building a, a hub of information that is casting a, um, a very large net worldwide. And uh, what we're going to be doing is helping children um, in distress, whether they're children of alcoholism, whether it's abuse, uh, could be slavery, sex trafficking. We are trying to paint with a, with a very broad stroke and be the information center and to raise funds to help children. Bottom line, that's what we're doing. So I just want to ask, are you working with other agencies? Uh, We will be, definitely. So we're in the process right now of going live with a website um, that Dolce Media is helping me with to build it. And what we are doing now is we are reaching out to all those other nonprofits. And Hmm. Joan is also a philanthropist. Yes. I am. Fantastic. Yes, thank you. We work largely through World Vision, and we support a a lot of other local charities as well. So it's kind of international and local. Yeah, so hopefully we get a chance to do some work together. I hope so. I knew this would happen. (laughs) Get me involved, We're going to take over now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hanya, tell us about your long-distance relationship. So you're currently in one. Um, So, you know, how long have you been dating? Where does he live? Okay, so... That sort of stuff. So Michael and I, we basically, we met uh, about uh, 10 months ago. We both have homes in Naples, Florida. And and so we met in Naples and started dating. Um, As a Canadian, I have 183 days that I can actually spend in the U.S., and as an American, um, he actually... At once, or do you have to... In a calendar year. Okay. So, so as we started to date, I was in the same place as he was. So we were able to build a foundation uh, of basically a relationship, a new one, but we were in the same place at the same time. Then comes March, and Hanya has to go back to Canada. <laughs> and that's when it became a little bit more challenging. Uh, more challenging than actually we thought would it, it would become. And we started to set out um, ideas of how we can make this work, whether we thought it could work, whether it was worth the work. And, um, and it has been a process, which I have to say very happily has been 
uh, incredible. It's been great. So it is working. Mm -hmm. It is working. Okay. And myself, I dated a guy who lived in Ohio. I met him in Cancun, Mexico years ago, and I dated him for two years and then decided to move there for the third year, again, back and forth from the States. Exactly. And um, so, yeah, so I lived, uh, I lived that for about two years, and uh, we'll talk more about that relationship later on. But Joan, yourself? What's your situation? Well, my husband travels a lot, but we live in the same house in, in Canada, so that's totally fine. But uh, years ago, when my kids were young, I took them to go to school in Miami. So I was there for five months one year and three months one year. And the plan was for him to come on the weekends, but quite often he'd get busy with something else mm-hmm. and, and he couldn't make it. So uh, it was a long-distance relationship at the time. And then another occasion, uh, on a, like five or six years ago, we went to stay in Paris for uh, a while because he was busy working in Europe for about three months and we wouldn't have seen him otherwise. So we made accommodations, but I've I've dipped my toe into the long distance thing, even though I've been married for 20 years and we live, both of us in Canada. Yeah. And Hanya, what do you believe is the hardest part about being in a long distance relationship? So I think the hardest thing is really about building trust. if you're married and and you've already built that trust, I think it's not that it's not without its challenges, long distance, but if you're coming newly into a relationship, uh, now uh, you're adding the fact that you're not spending all your time together and you don't know each other as well as you might uh, if you're married, obviously. So building trust. So how do you do that? How do you build trust when you're just starting to date? You know what? We need to take a break, so we'll come right back to that. Uh, This is a dating and relationship show on Talk Radio AM 640. Stick with us. We'll be right back after the break. This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Thanks for sticking with us. For all you newcomers tuning in, you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, and today in studio uh, with me, I have the lovely um, Joan Kelly Walker. She's filling in filling in for Sandra Carusi. You're so nice. Thank you. <laughs> and Hanya Kazemchuk. Ah, very yeah, good. Am I saying well that done. Right? Yes, thank you. And we're discussing long-distance relationships. And before the break, uh, we were discussing the hardest part about being in a long-distance relationship. And we're going to continue with that. So... And my, I wanted to ask about uh, the logistics of it. Like you said, with immigration, you're only allowed to spend so many days in the U.S. And, exactly. And then you have to come back to Canada. So had you thought about that or did you think, you know, I've got 180 days with this wonderful man. Let's let's do that. And then all of a sudden you're like, I have to be apart from him for 180 days. Or was he coming up here? Like, how do you plan around that? So the reality is simply this. Um, we made the decision that we really wanted to go forward and to build this relationship. So in doing so... Um, it was really up to Michael to be able to come into this town. So he actually flies in uh, a minimum of every two weeks to see me. Otherwise, and he stays for how long? And he, he'll stay sometimes for five days, six days, um, and that's about it. So if you work the numbers out, we're really apart maybe 10 days each time. And with that, it enables us to regroup, move the, ra- the relationship forward, 
but it really has to be, it worked out for us every two weeks. And that's a decision we made together. Yeah, and I had a similar situation. Yeah. So I saw more than that. Right. I saw him every two weeks. So yeah. I would go down every two weeks and then he would come up every two exactly. weeks. And we would do that. We did that for about two years. Right. But the, the thing is, is where the challenge lies is that even though you're seeing each other every two weeks, you're not really living with this person full time. So you right. don't really get an idea of, of what they're like. Um, I believe that you need to live with someone to really know who they are. Do you guys I, believe that? I agree. Do you guys agree with that? I, yeah. I totally, totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but back to the logistics again. So so what if this person works? Like how do you take five days out of your well, every two weeks to kind of go on vacation to go visit the person that you're dating in a long distance Well, we, you do it on the weekends. My, yes. I, I, I know for myself, I did it on the weekends. And, right. and Hanya, I'm not sure about your situation. So our situation is basically that we're both uh, retired individuals. So um, other than, of course, working diligently at my um, charity, uh, and Michael has been retired probably for eight or nine years. He works on several uh, major boards, but it allows us that kind of a freedom. So you're absolutely right. And um, um, it also, the reality is that it's very costly because people are flying in and out, right? So we don't necessarily mm-hmm. meet in Toronto. We He flew me to Chaiti. We went there. I mean, there's a reality of being able to afford this kind of a lifestyle, actually. Yeah, I actually, I, I, he was from Ohio, so I used to drive down there. Right. And by, wow. it, it took five hours. That's commitment. That That's was brutal. Commitment. That is commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, I, I think I, I, well, at the time. Do you like I, to drive? Not really. <laughs> that would be, that would be a I real thorn in my you know, toe. <laughs> normally, you, when you see someone you haven't seen in two weeks, it's like, you want to go, hey, you know, but I would just be like, yeah, I'm here. You know? <laughs> After five hours, it took me about an hour to calm down and go, Why am I doing this again? Why am I doing this again? So, how receptive was he when you went there? And was he genuinely appreciative that you had made such an effort? Yes, because he was doing it as well. So, he was coming up every two weeks. So, I was appreciative of him and vice versa, right? So, we we both took the time out for each other. And that's why it worked at the time. I think that probably one of the hardest things for Michael and I is that we're both not telephone people. We spend so much of our days on the phone communicating whatever it is uh, in our charities or in his work that he's doing that when it comes to private time, I've never actually been one of those women who likes to sit on a phone talking for an hour to a friend. Hmm. And and he's the same. So for us, we had to really build that into our relationship is to actually spend a little time every day talking. And it, and it became a negotiation. Like, okay, every day we need to say at least hello to one another because <laughs> it was part of the challenge, right? You got to hear that voice. How so, are yeah. you? What are you doing? Yeah. The so small stuff. Let's talk more, uh, a little bit more about some of the cons. Um, jealousy, right? Totally. Well, And Joan, how about yourself? Oh, boy. Well, I was still thinking about this phone thing because my husband (laughs) kind of gets in work mode so when we make the time to have that little touch base conversation if he's traveling I you know it's it's a list of did you do this did you do this did you follow up is this scheduled and and that's kind of how we end the conversation and then I sometimes feel like 
okay, that was not great. And then, you know, and then I might text him and just kind of follow up. And how was your day anyway? Like, yes. you've got to constantly interject something heartfelt. Yes. Otherwise, you're coming up flat. Yes, something personal that's happening in your life that yes. day. Yeah. You have to share that because otherwise you start to lose track of one another. And it's really, it's beyond the lists. You're really right about that. It's really about... This is hap- this was happy happening today. This was sad happening today. You have to be able to share that. And you yeah. have to be able to listen to Yes. Yeah. 100%. So let's talk about some of the scenarios in which a long distance relationship may work and scenarios where, where they're probably doomed to to start off with. So, I think that they they would be doomed if you haven't sat down and made a plan, a plan of action, just like you would in a business, just like you would in anything that you want to have some success in. I think you have to do exactly the same thing with this. And if you don't, I think you're going to find that it's going to fall apart on you. If you haven't thought this through, how are we going to make this work? What's the end game plan? Do we want to do this for a long time? Are we really committed to one another? Where are we going with this? And I think it depends as well where two people are at in their lives. 100%. So with my situation, we both own businesses. But uh, we have to take a break. And when we'll come back, I'll tell you more about that. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. And we're back. We've got a great show for those of you tuning in tonight. We've got my co-host, jo- uh, Joan Kelly Walker, with us here today from Hello. Real Housewives of Toronto, as well my guest, Hanya Kazemchuk Hi. of Hanya's Hope Charity. And to continue our discussion on long-distance relationships and dealing with partners that travel often. And before the break, we were talking about um, scenarios in which a long-distance relationship may work or may not work, may be doomed. I know, Kelly, you have. Yes, I definitely, I have a point about doom, but it's all not doom and gloom. You were talking about the fact that you have businesses. That's right. So the fact that uh, uh, my boyfriend and I at the time, we both had businesses. So um, I definitely didn't want to leave my business single in the city, and he didn't want to leave his business at the time. And so I... It was almost doomed from the beginning, but we kept it going. Right. But he also kept telling me that, you know, give give me a year, give me a year and I'm mm-hmm. going to move, you know. And then it was like that the first year was up and it's like he's not moving. And then in the second year, it's like, well, give me another year, give me another year and then I'll move. Well, the second year came and he didn't move. And by that time, I had so much resentment. But... I had put in the time and I owed it to myself to figure out if this relationship was going to move forward and if we were really meant to be. So I decided to move to the States for a year. And I don't know how I did it. I don't know how you did it. I just kind of snuck uh, snuck back and forth, right? I always come back, but I would be there, you know, for two months on end and then I'd come back for a weekend and then I went back again. And and, and then I realized once I was there that he had all these – uh, well, anyways, let's just say there were things about him that I didn't know that I found out that I didn't like. Exactly. And that comes from living with someone, right? right. Yeah. So. so you think that whole relationship would have been a much uh, faster process if you had been in the same city? 
definitely mm-hmm. because I, I, he had a gambling problem and I didn't even realize that. I know he used to bet on, on the games like NFL, but on the weekends and that was fine with me. But once I moved there, it was like a daily thing. It was like, oh, college football, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. And it's like, and then you have to go out and meet the bookie for beers. And it was, there was like never any time for Laura. And I'm sitting here going, hello, it's you know, really I'm here. That you didn't know anything about that though. I did, but not to the extent. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I knew, and I was okay with it. Yes. Weekend, football, betting, cool. Right. But not when it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But I wasn't there those days, like yeah. during the week. So I had no idea. But this is, this leads perfectly to my point about the doom and gloom is, I mean, let's face it. There are people out there that do not have good intentions. And, you know, I, he probably didn't have bad intentions towards you, but his gambling was obviously more important, which is, I mean, that's that's an addiction and that's a whole other thing. But there are people out there that would be happy to have a long distance relationship with you and have maybe another relationship wherever they are. So you don't Truly. really know yes, what true. they're doing on the other side. So just to play devil's advocate, you really have to get to know someone before you commit and open yourself up to be vulnerable emotionally to 100%. that person. You're, that's 100% correct. And so the so the bonus that we have had is that we were able to spend five months together in Florida. Yes. So that we were spending almost all of our time exclusively together. So I had the chance and the opportunity to get to know this person. And you know that he's worth it. Yes. And so walking away from there, now I'm flying back to Canada and I'm saying to myself, this person is worth this. Right. And, and he Laura, did for when me. you met him, uh, your guy... How long you met in Cancun? Yeah. And so how long did you know him? Like a week? A day. Two, a day. No. A day. Oh, I are did. you a kidding day. me? That's a setup. It was Those a day. must have been big sparks. <laughs> big fireworks at that meeting. You know, I, 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 yeah, I can't even like I. And it was I was just starting single in the city then. So I how remember long that. Ago was that. And that's why the relation that was, um, I guess, fifteen years ago. So a long time ago. That's right. right. And and the reason why it worked. Because I would think normally it wouldn't because you need to spend more time with each other. But the reason why it worked, it was, it, it, it was because I was so busy launching Single in the City that I right. really had no time for a relationship. So exactly. what was it that made you decide, okay, I'm going to do this. I've met the guy for a day. Like, <laughs> What well, was it wasn't it like we was jumped so into this. Well, it wasn't like we just jumped into this crazy relationship. We started to getting to know each other slowly, right? So every two weeks, we would go see each other. I remember right. the first weekend we he came down. Uh, he stayed in a hotel. We we stayed. Well, no, he stayed in the hotel, and I went to visit him because I didn't really know who he was. And then again, when I went down there, I stayed in a hotel, and he came to visit me. And then after that, it was over. <laughs> So, yeah. so you I know, just saw great qualities in him. So you know what I can say about that when you when you talk about that, it reminds me that the fact that it was moving so slowly was actually a plus. You didn't feel the pressure of day to day if you're in the same city. So you actually that can be a plus because you come at it slowly. You come together in two weeks. You get to know a little bit or a little piece of that person, and then you go away. You come back, and then you get to know a little bit more about that person. 
So that is actually sometimes can be a plus rather than a negative. Don't you feel that's a lot of pressure though? Like you don't see someone for two weeks and then you're together intensely for three or four days and those three or four days, that's not normal dating. Normally you're with someone for two or three hours. You go for dinner, you go to a play, you do something. Right, but then when you love, you, you love hard. Yeah, and, but and it's almost euphoric because and, and I, I find the passion's better because you don't see this person all the time and you just want to spend every waking moment with them when you have them, but then it's almost like, okay, I got to go and I get it because I'm busy with what I'm doing back yeah, home right. and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, And or, it worked for me at the time or until else. it gets to a point where it doesn't work anymore, right? So the other the other aspect to that is that when, when we come into each other's territory, if he comes to town or I was just in North Carolina with him for nine days, the reality is that when I step into his life, um, we are building a life that is not just like a honeymoon stage. It's actually... I'm doing my thing, you're doing your thing, and we are together under one roof. So it's not like that intense kind of feeling of that big uh, honeymoon. It's about a real life. So when he comes to Toronto, we're going to have dinner with my friends, or we go up north to Muskoka. We are just continuing on. So you don't you feel know? like you're hosting him or uh, he's hosting 100%. you. That's done. And you're, believe you're it or not, that. long distance yes. works for so many people, and for yeah. some it doesn't, but we'll discuss that coming up. More with our guests after the break. I'm Laura Bellotta from Single in the City, and you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM640. We'll be right back. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. And we're back. We've got a great show for those of you just tuning in tonight. We've got my co host, Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives Hello. of Toronto here, as well as my guest, Hanya Kazemchuk Hello. of Hanya's Hope Charity to continue our discussion on long-distance relationships and dealing with partners that travel often. I want to talk about trust now, okay? So marketing expert Brandon Gale claims with jobs more scarce over the last five years, uh, long-distance commutes have created distance in relationships because it is often more cost-effective to have a small apartment near work and then commute home on the weekends. So guys, how do you build trust on a foundation that completely relies on 100% faith in that person and the fact that they'll uh, still be faithful, although they could easily get away with seeing other people otherwise. Who wants to start? That's a big question. Joan? Hanya, Hanya. it's all yours. <laughs> okay, so that is a huge one, right? Obviously, yeah. trust is a very big deal. So I think trust is something that, um, um, that you learn through behavior rather than words actions. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it was extremely important for the two of us when we started dating to introduce each other to each other's best friends. And what you do and accomplish by that is you start integrating this person into your life. He integrates me into his life. And by doing so, you're now creating a level of trust, right? So I thought that was really important for us. Um, obviously, uh, communication and um, making sure that if if you're actually saying something, you're backing it up with the action. And the action better match what you have just said. And in time, you will start to understand and respect 
uh, that what's happening is trust building. That's probably the key of how we have survived. I came from a very terrible situation where my trust was completely betrayed. This was another long-distance relationship that you had. Yes, this was a long-distance relationship that I had for approximately 10 years, and I was completely oblivious to the betrayal going on, thought it was all in place, only to find out that I was being betrayed for almost the entire 10 years. But, Hanya, how how do you go 10 years, like... In a long-distance uh, well, relationship. I was I was very busy building a business. I was busy supporting my child, making sure she was educated. You know, so I had a lot of things on my plate, and I didn't exactly look to the side. And how often did you see this guy? Um, probably we spent every other weekend together, or, or he would fly in from one of my homes. Because or, guys need a lot of attention, eh? Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. They, they do. do. And I found the busier I became, obviously, the more difficult it was for him to stay uh, loyal. So coming from that relationship breakdown, it was very difficult moving forward to learn how to trust again. I took a long break, went internal, set up my own kind of ideas of how I'm going to move forward and not to be defined by that word betrayal. So moving into this relationship after having had two years break, um, I had a very clear set idea of how I wanted to move forward and how to rebuild trust. And it has been a journey for sure. So you learn from your experience. 100%. That's, I, that I think is really, really key. Very much so. And And what about just surprising them? Laura, would you ever do that? Just go down and say, I wonder what he's doing. Let me check it out. I'll just go a little <laughs> bit early. Do you do that? No, no, because I... Or when you're at that point already, you're in trouble. Yeah, I I, I think that I had 100% trust in yeah. my guy at the time. Yeah, right. otherwise I wouldn't be in that relationship. Exactly. Because when I go to bed at night, I need to know that yes. you know my head's clear and everything's okay. Exactly. And I can't be going to bed with anxiety. Otherwise, I know that that relationship is not for me. So if you're going to bed at night and you have to doubt the person that That's you're with, right. like day in and day out, like... You have to really question that. Yeah, you have to question. You're not really with the right person. And by the way, that also goes hand in hand with respect. So I think if you're trusting someone, you also have to give respect to them and to one another. So just running into town and surprising someone is not really respectful. And, you know, I I have had a string of guys that didn't trust me for some reason. for some reason, they were just insecure, right? But this guy did. So usually I find when a guy trusts you, then they're not doing anything wrong themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's a very good point. I was with a guy that did not trust me at all. And he was trying to be very controlling. The relationship didn't work at all. But with my husband that I've been with for 20 years, I completely entirely trust him and he's just a very steadfast individual. Yes. He's a friend, and he's super respectful. Yes. And See. those words all go together, and I think that's the strength you need. Absolutely. That and also the third is patience, to have patience with one another, especially if you're long distance. Patience is a really big one. Patience to give the other person a chance to grow into what's happening. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about how to make a long distance relationship work, Okay. Right. So I'll I'll start. Um, I think it's it's important to to make time for each other daily to yes. either video chat. I'm not sure if you video chat, but at least to speak once a day. Absolutely. And not to be too excessive about it. You no. know, you don't need to talk twelve times an hour. 
No, no. <laughs> just, hey, baby, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. How's your day? Now, how about this one, talking dirty to each other? Or is that a millennial thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> I okay. think it's good. <laughs> I'm all for that Let's one go as there. well. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, we need to take a break, but we're going to come back to this discussion. You're listening to the Dating and Relationships show on Talk Radio AM 640. <laughs> Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Vellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. And we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. And we're discussing long-distance relationships with my co-host today, Joan Kelly Walker, and special guest, Hanya Kazemchuk. Hi. Hi. So before the break, we were talking about how to make a long-distance relationship work. Right. And I uh, put out some pointers out there. Joan, by the way, you're doing a lovely job as a co-host today. Thank you so much. I'm having a great time. Oh, good. I know. I know. Anytime. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, Hanya, do you want to throw something in there? So, I think that, uh, you know, it's the usual. You got to stay in contact with one another, right? And and whether it's by sending a really uh, great photo uh, to your uh, loved one, um, and him sending something that he's doing, maybe like a naked photo. <laughs> I don't suggest oh, come naked on. photos because if you guys break up, ooh, what he could do well, with that photo? No naked photos, but you know, just something that could be suggestive, a little bit in good taste, but something to actually spike his uh, his thought process to let him know his girls out there are thinking about him. And words are very powerful. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And it could be just it could be just a sentence or even three or four uh, words. Just to pique his interest so he's there. He gets it, right? And and it's so exciting to get those back from him during the day. Whatever it might be. Just a, something short. And how about visiting often? Well, I think oh, for sure. following up on something. Like if he's got an appointment and I just check how it was, it means yes. that you're thinking of them. And I think you, you get a lot of mileage out of that too. Exactly. Oh. How about setting some ground rules to manage expectations? Uh, I think you both need to be clear with what you expect from each other. For sure. And I yeah. think you need to do that early on in the Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, you you do. You have to sit down. You have to sort of map that out. What, what is the expectation? How are we going to handle that? Yeah. How are we going to make this go forward? What if we don't make it go forward? Is it worth breaking up for? So that's a discussion we definitely have had. But those expectations will change as, as time comes and goes. Like I've been with Don for 20 years. We have kids. We have properties. We both have careers. We're busy. So you have to, and my career has certainly changed lately. So the expectations have changed of right. the other th- stuff that I'm carrying within our marriage. So, but I know the you know, not the burden that, you know, the bulk of things that he has to carry around all the time. So you have to touch base all the time and be willing to, uh, you know, to shift the balance a little bit here and there. And that's a hard thing to do when you've been in a relationship for a long, long time. Yeah. And I think it's also about negotiating. I think we negotiate a lot. You know, you give me this, I give you that in terms of time, in terms of um, how we connect, you know, because we weren't all that great at doing it at the beginning. So, So we had to negotiate something that worked for both of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and having a goal in mind too. Like absolutely. What do, you, what do you see in your future? 
You know, where are you going to go from here if things do progress? So how did that work with you when you were driving down there every other weekend? Well, because uh, he, and that's where this resentment set in, you know, because, and and they do say that 70% of long distance relationships fail when changes aren't planned. Exactly. So he changed the plan. Right. So the plan was that he, you know, he was going to come move with me after a year. Then it became two years. And I was like, this guy's never going to come. And even when I was down there, I was like, he is never going to move out of here. He but just had- keeps saying that, but it's not going to happen. And I'm, I'm going to be five years in and I'm going to be going, what right. am I doing here? Right. Had you, know? had you met his family and his friends? I had when like I, you can yeah. glean a lot of information from those people. Exactly. So. Yeah, I'm not saying I didn't make mistakes. And sometimes love is blind. Right. You know, when mm-hmm. you want something so bad and that you almost, yeah, love is blind. I wanted a relationship, I think, badly at the time. I thought he was a great guy. He had some great qualities, you know. I don't think anybody's perfect. But uh, at the end of the day, um, he lied. Exactly. And I couldn't. I just couldn't live with that. It was, I just had this resentment. We need to take a break. Up next, uh, we're going to talk about intimacy and relationships. So stay with us. I'm uh, Laura Bellotta, and you're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. This is The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. On Talk Radio, AM 640. So I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. So what's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's an old trend that we're seeing, and that's buyers can breathe. With the recent downtick, properties are staying on the market for a couple of days. That now gives buyers some breathing room to make a decision. But buyers make sure it's an informed decision by viewing a selection of properties with your realtor so you can confidently act fast to get your perfect property. Call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HEP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. We're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640 with my lovely co-host, Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives of Toronto and uh, um, my special guest, Hanya Kazemchuk. Hi. From Hanya's Hope Charity. Thank you. And we're discussing long-distance relationships. And I have a stat here, so or a study, not a stat. You would think the distance uh, would drive you farther apart, uh, but actually studies show that the opposite is true. Couples in long-distance relationships actually develop stronger, more intimate bonds than their close counterparts. Uh, a 2013 study from Cornell University found that couples in long-distance relationships not only idolized their partner's behavior more, but they also were more vulnerable and disclosed more to their partner. What do you guys Hmm. think of that? And according to the experts, a lot of it comes from good old-fashioned phone calls on the phone uh, because people tend to get a little more vulnerable. You can get to know somebody a little bit better, a little deeper, um, you know, and uh, because you're having longer conversations. Well, there's so many ways to communicate nowadays that I I think between all of it, you get to know someone by looking at their profile, and then you get to talk to them, and it's a whole different experience. So I think you might be seeing more sides of an individual. 
Yeah, so because of how we're set up today, do you think the relationship has a greater chance of working out? Because everything is so immediate. We are so close. I mean, we're so far away, but we're so close because of social media. You're right, Joan, social media um, and internet and and all that. So I think that uh, uh, Joan brought up a great point, and that is that it's very easy today just to Google somebody. You can start finding out a lot about somebody. And did you do that? Of course. So, Whether it be LinkedIn <laughs> or Google or, of course you do. You did do. it all, didn't I you? I did it all. <laughs> did you find a lot? And what I found was all very serious, very reputable, and that made me feel good, obviously. So um, I think that we have so many more tools available to us so that in reality, if you start accessing all of that information, I think that you can actually build something from that, something that was not available 20 years ago or 30 years ago. So because of, of the speed of information changing now, I think that you can actually develop a relationship and, and build it on a long distance platform. And let's face it, I mean, a lot of us are moving quickly. A lot of us are living outside of Toronto, having little places in Toronto to work during the week. I mean, our lives are changing drastically. And so how are we all connecting? We're all connecting by all of that that is available to us. And you only have so much time, right, Laura? Like, you want to you meet the person? You want to find out what you can about them? You want to get to know them? You want to see, is this going somewhere or not? Am I in? Am I out? Exactly. You don't want to waste your time. Exactly, yeah. 100%. You don't. You definitely don't want to waste your time, but I, I want to throw this question in before we uh, we have to go. What are some ways, Hanya, to maintain sexual tension with your partner outside the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> Why does this come back to me? <laughs> well, I threw the sexual tension, so I had to ask you something. So I think the reality is that, you know, we set aside a little time um, where, where we have our um, chat or whatever we call that sex chatting, uh, we have a, a bit of that privacy between the two of us that keeps us in tune to to what is turning each other on. And I think... How about Skype sex? No. Okay. I got to say, <laughs> it doesn't work for him and it doesn't work for me. That whole idea is not something I want to get into and neither does he. So I know that people do that. I think it's fine, but it's not going to be something for us for sure. But intimacy <laughs> is not necessarily sexual. So if you can keep your, your closeness and your intimacy alive, then the sexual part of it will just be there. Yeah, your emotional intelligence to one another for sure, right? Okay, and just like that, an entire uh, hour has just flown by. Well, thank you, Joan. Um, you've made such thank a you wonderful co-host today. I'm sure Sandra would be very happy um, and proud. And Hanya, uh, thanks for being on the show as well and sharing your wisdom. Thank I you hope very much. A lot of you that are listening have taken a lot from both the facts and each of our own personal experiences. The whole point of the show is to help and inform people in areas of their love life that don't often receive enough exposure in media. Being in a long distance relationship is tough, but it doesn't make it any less important than, a, let's say, a normal relationship, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, long distance relationships capture just as much love and respect between two people as any other relationship would. And if you're in one, one, don't be afraid to celebrate that rare connection you have with your special someone. Uh, if you'd like to keep up with Joan, she has an amazing new website. You can visit it at joankellywalker.com 
or check her out on the Real Housewives of Toronto. As for Hanya Kazemchuk, you can read all about Hanya and her charity in the latest edition of Dolce Magazine. Very yeah. nice spread. Can't that wait they to gave see you. that. Thank you. You can follow me on Instagram at Laura underscore Bellotta or Facebook at Single in the City. If you're single, get out and meet people the best way face to face. Check out my summer events at singleinthecity.ca. Have a lovely week, everybody. Ciao Thank for you. now. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura.